This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Brittany, Brittany, let me ask you this question, please. <laughs> Brittany, do you believe in, in soul? Ma- oh, my life. God. Brittany. <laughs> oh god are you of the belief that there is such a thing as a soulmate okay here are my thoughts every night in my dreams i, I see you i feel <laughs> i knew you were gonna fucking do it you're listening to the laughing couple podcast with your hosts Brittany and ryan ostafi Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered, and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Did you know that that song is like a reverse Bruno Mars song? To be honest with you, I've never heard, I don't know, I've no idea what you're talking about. Are you serious? Have you been living under a rock? It's Miley Cyrus's new song. I didn't know Miley Cyrus had a new song. You've heard it. I can buy myself flowers. Where would I have heard that? Everywhere. Anyways, this doesn't make any sense now. So her song, everyone's talking about because um, if you listen to the lyrics, it's basically Bruno Mars' song. Like, um, I want to buy you flowers. Anyways, I've been she, singing that song. So she kind of. For like reversed, the last week. She reversed the words, not reversed them, but really played on like she can do that herself. She doesn't need somebody else to do it. But everyone's saying that it's about her ex, Liam. And then. Thor's in, brother? Yeah. And then. I already cheated on her. I don't know, but. There, there's a part in the video that with she's Katniss. wearing. I believe you cheated yeah, on with so Katniss. There's a part in the video that she's wearing. Um, Molly Cyrus is wearing this gold dress and it looks very similar to the gold dress that Katniss Everdeen, AKA Jennifer Lawrence um, is wearing at one of the award shows. Really? Yeah. And then there's a part where she's dancing in a suit that looks identical to Liam's. Is this kind of like when uh, Justin Timberlake did the, uh, the uh, like spoof video of Britney Spears cheating on him? Uh, a little, but you know how much shit he got in today's culture for that video? No. <clears throat> yeah, there was like... I didn't oh. know Miley Cyrus had a new song. <laughs> so how would I know? You're like, Hannah Montana's making new of me also? That's so crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy, girl. Um, it's anyways. all the Illuminati. Oh, God. TikTok. There are some rabbit holes on the old TikTok-y. On that kind of stuff. Okay, so... You type in Illuminati and you can't get away from it. Well, that's like anything. Like, you're going to... That's why you don't go to Google if you're sick. Because you're going to find what you're not looking for. There's going to be somebody who is like 
proving your point that you have cancer when you have your eye hurts. Do you can know I, what I mean? Can I just say this? Go for it. I find it really funny, uh, especially on TikTok, because okay. I'll, I'll go on to TikTok. I don't have a TikTok account, but I'll go on to the the non-owned TikTok accounts to watch everyone else's, mainly yours. I cannot get over how mean people are in comments. Oh. But my favorite thing, and like sometimes they'll be mean in our comments on the uh, old Instagram account. Mm-hmm. They'll say some hurtful things. <laughs> the best part about it, though, is what these guys don't realize is if you hate our content, don't comment on it. That's what I always say. There's because always people you were laughing so hard because someone was like, I hate when people use this voice filter so much. And I wrote them back. I'm like, well, this is not the way to not see these videos. Like that's literally you're commenting and telling the algorithm that you like this kind of thing. Like the like the algorithm <laughs> doesn't realize that your typing out is negative. Yeah. It just seems like you're engaged in what it is that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So little note to any listener here. If you don't like our content or anyone else's content Just don't comment do yourself a favor don't comment on it yeah because you're going to get more and more and more and more of it all day long like remember back in the day like i'm talking like way back in the day playback but yeah that i didn't realize that that happened and i couldn't for the life of me figure out why i went on youtube and always had like snakes eating shit <laughs> oh, yeah every time i opened up the computer it's just like a whole bunch of snakes. Always just snakes eating shit. And I'm like, I hate snakes. Like, I'm like, I don't know if YouTube's just trying to fuck with me, but I like legit hate snakes. And yeah. you're like, well, did you open up the video? I'm like, yeah. yeah. And then you're like, well, do you open up the video every time you come on? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, that's why it does it. No, you know what my new favorite thing is, is I feel like, um, this actually happened on a, a previous reel of ours. It was the one where we like came out of like the shower or something and people commented like, um, like when people comment and they think that this is real, like no, there's, there's multiple. It wasn't the shower one. It was Which the one, one was where it? I like humped you from behind. Oh yeah. Oh no, no, but it, no, not just that one. Like it Remember was, that girl lost her mind and said that I was assaulting you? Yes, but I think the other one was, it was the shower one because there were multiple angles and like somebody said like, this is staged yeah, and it's I can not, tell you're not coming out of the shower. Your hair's not yeah, even yeah, wet. That's what, that's what it was. Yeah, your I'm hair's like, not even wet. I'm like, <laughs> it's a skit. I'm like, there's three different camera and angles. And how many people do you think are in this room filming at the same time? Oh, it was so funny. Like there's two cameramen. And Brittany and I, and I'm okay with this. <laughs> yeah. Obviously Your it's hair's staged. Not it's not authentic. And like the one girl who was commenting and saying that I was like sexually assaulting you in that video. I'm like, first of all, Susan. It was my idea. Clearly it was Brittany's idea. I don't think yeah. you guys realize this. If you see me in a video, I was told to be in the video. <laughs> like true. I can assure you of this. It's true. There aren't videos on the internet circling around that were my idea. Correct. So if you see me humping my wife and you think it's inappropriate, talk to her. It, it I, usually I is. literally just do what I'm told to do. And you do it great. Including, but not limited to this podcast. No way. I like it. Oh, don't get me wrong. I enjoy doing it. I'm not bah humbugging yeah, about, you about love it. acting and participating in these skits that you drum up. I'm just stating don't come at me, Susan. Don't yes. come at me saying that I'm assaulting my wife, Susan. Okay. She gets it. My wife 
set the camera up. It's fine. And told me, fine. come at, come at me like a dog. I didn't say that. Like it was a little. Like I could have come at you like and just slapped your ass. Yeah. But you're like, no, come in and like aggressively hump me. And I said, oh, here's my favorite part about that about that video. <laughs> I said to you, Britt. I'm not wearing any socks. Can I put socks on? Yeah. And you're like, no, I won't show your feet. I'm like, I don't want my feet. I'm like, it's weird to have my feet hanging <laughs> and out. They're in the they're, my feet are in the bloody camera. They are. You're in like, like a fucking jeans and a sweater. And then it's and just your bare feet. feet. <laughs> okay. Let's move on oh. here. All right. We have. Anyways. I love you and you're annoying. I, we, I didn't really have one, but I think I could drum one up. Don't draw. Go ahead. Drum, okay. drum one up. And it's Brittany. not like, here's the thing there. We've been pretty busy, but I find that this maybe is just like something that I have to maybe not like lower my expectations on or kind of just understand where you're coming from. Oh, wow. So no, here's, but here's the thing. So, uh, Riley had a cheer competition this weekend and on the Sunday I, um, it was just Riley and I who went so that you and Coop could stay home. And he doesn't like have to stay there. So we were gone basically all day. And I find when I am gone somewhere and you are home with the kids, I come home and like the house is a tornado and I come home and it stresses me out. So the first thing I do is like I clean up and I, I just don't like the clutter everywhere. Whereas like I, I work and operate differently when I have the kids, I am constantly like cleaning up where you are like, I'm going to have this be fucking crazy. And at the end of the day, I will clean everything up. Like that's how you operate. You just don't really see it. You're in the moment. And then when they're in bed or when they're gone, you clean everything up. And it's such a trigger for me because I don't do that. And I'm like, Oh my God, like I'm going to come into this house and I don't, like, I know you're not doing it on purpose and it's maybe something more internally that I need to like work on and remind myself because you guys had a good day and you weren't even actually home that much, which is the sad problem. We left the mess you left. No, you didn't. No, oh. you didn't. Like I literally cleaned up. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then you didn't clean the dinner from no. that night. Oh, okay. So I had to clean everything. Okay. Anyway, that's, it's super frustrating for me because I, I love like when you guys get to spend time together, but like I kind of give you that courtesy that when you're coming home, you're coming home from work, you're not cleaning. And I feel like I come home and I'm cleaning. And no, I don't you like see that. that as a courtesy and thank you for that. But I, if I came home from work and the house was messy and would, the kids were playing and you were playing, it wouldn't bother me at all. No, you would go to sleep and I would clean it the next day. <laughs> you know what's funny about this? You it would. couldn't be further from the truth. You okay. think, do you think that I don't clean this house at all? No, I don't. I didn't say do that. Do you not think I'm an active participator in cleaning up this house? I didn't say that. I think that you are, you have tunnel vision a lot of the times and I am always picking up things like always. If I didn't pick up stuff like I do, I think it would be very evident how much I clean up because it would be everywhere. If I didn't pick up things, I think it'd be evident of how, of how much I do. No, I don't think so. Not about this. How could you possibly say that? If you don't know how much I pick up, how could you because possibly I, say I pick, I it pick up? everything up? So you don't, you don't pick it up this unless is I'm like telling not you at all true. Yes, it is. I'm usually pretty good at this stuff. No, you're not. I'm usually pretty good at this <laughs> like, stuff. No, like you're taking not. this. I, I say no. I'm sorry you say no, but you don't get to say no. Honestly, right? Like I, I pick up so I'm much I'm going shit. to start filming myself cleaning. Okay. Go for it. At the end of the week, I'm going to know what we should do. I need to figure out how you do things on the internet 
because I'm going to take a bunch of videos. I don't want it to be like eight hours of me just sending you filming of me cleaning. Yeah. Like, how do you take the eight hours and condense it into like um, two minutes? But like, let me put it this way. When we come home from like dropping the kids off, right? You'll hang up your jacket on one of the chairs that also has your scarf from the weekend. To be clear, hold if on, you're about to on. say I go to back I'm not to work. Done. No, hold on. I'm not done. All of the shit from the kids in the morning is still out. You take off your toque and you put it in the laundry room and then you put on a hat that was from the weekend. Like I'm constantly picking up your hats. I'm constantly moving things. Like you just don't put things away. You put them down. Like don't put them down, put them away. Like I'm always putting them away and it's so annoying. Like you're shaking your head, but I I swear to God, if I didn't clean up after (laughs) you guys for a week, this house would be fucking trashed. Like it's insane. And you don't see it because I'm always cleaning it up. Oh, okay. All right. That's my, I love you and you're annoying. Yeah. Well, I know what mine is. (laughs) What? Have you ever had an embarrassing BO moment? I sure have. Like the time I thought the teenage boy beside me at the grocery store stunk only to get in my car and realize it was me. (laughs) Embarrassing. But we've got the solution. Lumi whole body deodorant. Say goodbye to BO worries forever. Unlike some other deodorants, Lumi is powered by mandelic acid, a game changer for 72 hour odor control everywhere. It was inspired by patients' concerns about private part odor. Six years on and with over 300,000 five-star reviews, Lumi keeps us confident from head to toe. Plus, it's seriously safe anywhere on your body. Pits, thigh folds, belly buttons. Don't forget under boobs and vulvas. Yes, this is true. Plus butt cracks and feet. Created by an OBGYN, Lumi is clinically proven to block odor for up to 72 hours. Baking soda free, paraben free, and with fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. And for new customers, the Lumi Starter Pack has you covered with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, and free shipping. Don't miss out. As our special offer, you get $5 off Lumi Starter Packs with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's right, over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Control your body odor anywhere with Lumi. I love starting my day off with a breakfast that makes me feel good. This also involves waking up before my kids to have those quiet moments of peace before the chaos. Absolutely. And Magic Spoon is perfect for that. No artificial ingredients, natural flavors, and zero artificial coloring. Plus, it's great for various lifestyles, whether you're gluten-free, soy-free, or just want to add some more protein. And the variety pack is amazing with flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. So nostalgic. My favorite has to be frosted. It's like a guilt-free treat with zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five grams of net carbs per serving. Wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes. It's a game changer. So if you're looking for a tasty breakfast, quick snack, or an easy meal, Magic Spoon's got you covered. Head to magicspoon.com slash TLC and don't forget to use the code TLC at checkout to save $5 off your order. And here's the best part. If you don't love it, Magic Spoon has a 100% happiness guarantee. They'll refund you your money, no questions asked. Try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash TLC. Use code TLC to save $5. A big thanks to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode. That's not it. Okay. You know what my I love you and you're annoying is this week? Oh, by the way, someone said to me the other day, you know, um, I think my husband just listened to your podcast. And I said, oh, why is that? And I'm like, because you guys did this thing and I thought it was a really good idea. So I sent it over to him. 
And when I came home, he had a list of I love you and your annoyings for me. Uh, oh. <laughs> and she said, anyways, it was funny, but just a, a friendly reminder, the I love you and you're annoying. It's very clear that it's I love you and you're annoying, it's not, not I love you, but you're annoying. Yeah. And it's actually a really cool tool. And I've found that our marriage has worked so much better since we started this podcast because every single week or multiple times in a week, we get to have this discussion where we share with each other the things that annoy each other about each other. Mm -hmm. And it's actually not a bad idea for you to do on a daily, daily basis or weekly basis with your partner. Daily, but I think though there's a, there's a big difference because we are intentionally talking about this on a podcast, knowing that like, Hey, we're not going to like actually start an argument and like have a real fight. Although some of our love you and I know, and I, whatever, like the most recent one, like they can, they can (laughs) cause some discussions. So I feel like having the podcast like be looming in the background helps us like keep it light. Whereas like, if you're just like talking shit about your partner, so if you want to talk shit about your partner, (laughs) grab a microphone, grab a microphone, (laughs) fake it till you make it. Um, but anyways, my, I love you and you're annoying this week. You had made a comment to me this morning. That was really kind of annoying to me. What? Now we talked it out. We hashed it out, but I do think it's worth mentioning. What did you I say? To, you said to me, cause yesterday you went with on the weekend, you went with Riley to cheer. Right. Yeah. And on the second day I kept Cooper and Cooper and I, we went out for mm, breakfast. Yeah. We went to the arcades. We went to the play, the play center. We had an amazing day. And then he said that he was really proud of Riley and he wanted to go shopping and get her some stuff and get himself some stuff. So I gave him $20, a budget, and I taught him, I was teaching him lessons. No, you weren't. Let me finish. Cause what you just did is the annoying thing. You said to me, I find that when you have the kids, you take them places. Yeah. Like you don't just stay home and play with them. It's like, you don't know what to do with them. It's true. That's not true at all. Yes, it is. I played with him the entire time. Like I (laughs) took him to a place that I know he and I could laugh and play together. The best version of me as a father is not in the house, is not in this house. I work in this house. I'm constantly in this house. I don't want to look at the mess that you think I leave. (laughs) I want to get out. I want to be face to face with my kids and I want to play with them. The best version of me is in a pool. I always say pool Ryan is the best Ryan when it comes to being a dad because I can throw them. I can wrestle with them. I can laugh with them. I can spin them around. They like we have a good time. Yeah. Any other time, if I'm in this house, my phone rings, the computer goes, an email goes. I'm too close to work. Yeah. For me to not leave what I'm doing and go back to work. And so I leave this house Mm -hmm. and I go out and I enjoy it with the kids. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you don't know what to do with them. I know what to do with them. I want to be present. And so sometimes I need to leave what keeps me away from them so that I could be with them. And that's honestly, that's not not bad. It's totally And excuse you in the morning. I never said it was bad. Not no part of me came up to you and said, bad Ryan for doing this. I say, I notice when you have the kids, you never stay home. Like you have to go do something. And I think it's just like, for me, like creatively, there's a ton of things we could do at home and like I could budget and save money. I also love taking the kids places. Like I get it. I have the luxury of doing that though, where you're right. Like you said, Hey, I work from home. I don't want to be at home any more than I have to, which I was like, I'm also not freaking, but hold on. Heart attack. I also was like, 
that's totally fair. I said that to you this morning. I was like, yes, I get it. You do work from home. You don't want to be in this space all the time. It was just an observation. Anyways, it was an annoying observation. But it's not, it's not even like for the day. It's like literally when I have, when I have Riley, like for a cheer, like you, you cannot stay at home. You're like, let's go for dinner. Let's go do this. It's like 7 PM. And you're like, who wants to go bowling? I'm like, can you just stay home, please? Because it's like, you don't, but I think that your anxiety like is high at home because you're right. You are too close to home for work. It's too close to all of the things. And like, you sit down and you're like, oh my God, this couch is so comfortable. My phone rings. Like, I get it. I totally understand. It was just an observation. It was a stupid one. Okay. It's true though. It's okay. So let me ask you. So about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, we had a conversation that was ended up being a two-parter which was called Marriage Myths Busted. Mm -hmm. And so I came up to this article and I saw this little thing and I thought, you know, it's a really good opportunity to have a a conversation about marriages, busting some uh, some myths. (laughs) Yeah, let's do that again, (laughs) essentially. (laughs) But this was the one... This is the one question that I really wanted to have you answer. And I want to, I want to answer unless we have the same answer. And then it's probably going to be like a five second little thing. But let me ask you this question, Brittany. Okay. okay. Do you believe in In life after love? (laughs) Can you believe Celine Dion wasn't even in the top 100 singers of all time? Is that seriously? Yeah. She, a Rolling Stone came out with a with a top 100 singers of all Sorry, time. Sorry, hold on. That's seriously what you're asking me right now? That's no, nothing that's about marriage. No, but you were just oh. saying, I believe in love after love. That, Which is Celine Cher. Down. Oh, yeah. Well, well <laughs> Cher, wasn't you, on the, Cher wasn't on the list either. <laughs> can you believe Taum. Celine? Oh, If I can turn back town. Oh, my God. Anyways, that, I'm like, what does that have Will to do Grace with anything? Was like, Will and Grace totally bombed that second season eh, when they tried it the next time. Anyways, here's a question I've got. Brittany, Brittany, let me ask you this question, please. <laughs> to me, you just fucked up. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. And, well, yeah. you know what? I think you fucked up because no, you didn't. sounded like Celine Dion, not Cher. Uh, are you kidding? That was for sure Cher. And that's her song. How did I sound like Celine Dion? Because you were singing Cher song like Celine. No, I you wasn't. You pounded your chest. No, I didn't. Go for it. No, I didn't. You did. Just Anyways. Except that you messed up. Brittany, do you believe in, in soulmates? Oh my love. God. <laughs> Brittany. <laughs> oh my God. I can hear something inside myself. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Fuck. I'm ready. Do you believe in the <laughs> idea of <laughs> it differently please Brittany yeah is it is it are you of the belief (laughs) that there is such a thing as a soulmate a single person meant for you for the for your whole life I believe that's what a soulmate is Brittany yes asking about the definition hey Oxford Okay, here are my thoughts. I'm interested in knowing your thoughts. I've never asked you this question. We've never had this conversation. Really? Yeah, really. Oh. 12 years of us blissfully being together, and okay. I've never asked you this question. Okay, so <clears throat> every night in my dreams, I, I see you. <laughs> I feel. I knew you were going to fucking do it. Titanic, great movie. True story. Celine. Celine. 
True story. Yes. Uh, no, in let 1997, me answer this. You when, don't have when, to when that movie came out, I, Ryan Ostfee, went to the movie theater and watched it three times. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It's a three-hour movie <laughs> not made for me. <laughs> I went with my sister because we saw the previews of it, and my sister Laura's like, I got to go and see that movie. So I'm like, I'll oh go God. with you. So I went and saw it. And then I went with my girlfriend in grade seven right. to that movie. Of course. And then my buddy at the time in grade seven, Dan Rooney, he had a birthday party and that we went and watched it. Wow. Which I thought was an interesting that birthday party to watch Titanic very, with like 12 guys. Very but interesting. I love it. Times have changed. Okay. My, my genuine thoughts Nine on hours. this. Yeah, let's go, Celine. Is uh, I do believe in soul mates. And I mean that like plurally for a reason. Like I believe you have multiple soulmates in your life. And I don't just mean romantically. Like I think that there are people in your life that your souls are connected some way. Like whether that's a friendship, whether that's part of your family, whether that's your kids, whether that's your husband, your friends. Like I I truly believe in plural soulmates because I think it's not just boxed into romance. Like I think it's it's beyond that. That's okay, well... Speaking of romance, do you think that there's a soulmate for you romantically? Oh, yeah, like I, I do. I think that there's... Have you met him yet? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like here, it's easy for me to say yes because I feel like our souls... like Have we, mated. We... <laughs> We have mated our souls. (laughs) We do feel and created two other souls. No, but I feel like (laughs) we connect on a a level that, like, I will never find with somebody else. Like, Hmm. even if say everything goes to shit and we get divorced, I still feel like we have such a like kismet connection. Just even from like how we knew each other, how our parents, like, I think it was really serendipitous, like for us to get together. And I, I don't know. Yeah, I do. I think we do. I think we are soulmates. Watch you're like, this is awkward because I don't. Well, I don't. What the fuck? I don't. <laughs> I don't. That's I don't. so mean. No, I believe. I, hey, listen, I love you. And I think you're great for me. And I think I'm great for you. I think we're a perfect pair. I don't think we're soulmates. I'm honestly like, okay, continue. I don't even want to fucking finish this. (laughs) Okay. Well, here's my thing. I believe more in serendipity and what did you say? Kismet? Yeah. Kismet? What is that? Kismet. This is the third time in a week I've heard that word. Like fate. And all three times I don't know what it means. Because it, it would be like it, like very similar to serendipity. Okay. I, I, I strongly believe in serendipitous moments mm-hmm. and events in our lives. And I think star-crossed lovers, I think it's amazing that the world puts us together to meet each other. I'm all for that. But let me ask you this question. If, so you're, you're 35, you'll be 36 this year. Imagine you never met me. Right. Do you think you would be 36 years of age right now in search of me? No, you'd probably be married, blissfully happy, thinking that that asshole is your soulmate. I don't know. I don't know about that. Like, I think that there are a lot of people, not a lot of people, but I know people who are married who are not happy. I don't know. I didn't didn't say that. 
I'm not saying you would have just like, all I'm saying is when I look at my life, you don't want to be my son. (laughs) No, when I look at my life and I think, you know, chances are I would have met somebody else had I not met you at my age, 38 years of age, I probably would have met someone probably would have had a family probably would have been happy. Mm hmm. I'm a happy dude. But it's not really like about creating happy environments. It's not really for me. It's not really about like if we weren't together, like would I have been with this person? It's asking you now in your life right now being with me. You're because you asked me, like, do you believe in more than one soulmate? And I'm I'm saying I'm telling you my answer as if you're still here and we're you're still alive. So you're telling me being with me. You think that there are also other people, multiple other people out there in the universe. That, that is not what I'm saying. Yeah, that, that is what is. you're hearing. And this is how fights happen with no. couples, because that's not at all what I said. I'm not, that's not you at said, all what I said. You said, do you believe in multiple romantic soulmates? I, what I'm trying to say is, and what I have said, so don't you be putting words in my mouth, is if I didn't meet you, I probably would have met a version of you that I would have liked a lot. Yeah, and I probably would have done the that same. that person in my life, hoping that our marriage worked out well, I probably would have thought that they were my soulmate. Okay. Now, am I glad I met you? Yes, I am. Do I, am I happy that we're married and have two children and have this running podcast? Yes, I do. And I am. I also think if I didn't meet you, I probably would have met someone else. Yeah. And I'm hoping that that someone else would have been a, a version very similar to you, which is why I would have been attracted to them. Mm-hmm. But then it and goes, I would have had a good time with them. But then it goes, you kind of take this question back to like a level of fate. Yeah. Well, that's right? why I said like, I believe in serendipity. Like soulmates are, I feel like are very much connected to like your belief in like everything happens for a reason or fate. Like if you're, if you're, li- if you're saying I believe in one soulmate, which romantically, now that I'm thinking out loud, like I get what you're saying. And I do agree. Like if obviously if we weren't together, then yeah, I would find somebody who makes me happy. But this is all like hearsay. Like, I don't know how I would feel. I don't know like where my, my life would have taken me. Maybe I met somebody and like things didn't go well or like our, we didn't have kids or whatever. I'm just saying like, I think that I don't, I don't know if I would necessarily find somebody that I, I connect with as much as I connect with you. And that's easy for me to say right now because don't I don't have, have any other else. options. Same. Absolutely. Well, that isn't what you said. <laughs> you were like, funny, because I don't fucking believe in them at all. <laughs> no, I just said, no, I don't believe in soulmates. Yeah. Anyways, cool I believe I believe in serendipity and I believe in uh, two people having a lot of common grounds and two people finding each other and having a wonderful, blissful life together. I just saying that I don't think that the world's limited to that person. And I, okay. Right. Yeah. I just don't. Sure. I'm really glad that the universe put us together for the record. Really glad. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know, what is going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches and an Island teeming with outdoor activities. That'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. 
Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Okay, now going to my next question. <laughs> and I don't know how you're going to answer it, but I know how I'm going to answer it. Based off of this last one, I hope that it's very similar. I'm going to go ahead and let you go first. No. Do you believe that jealousy is necessary for a passionate relationship? I think oftentimes people equate jealousy to passion. And I don't think that's true. Like, I don't think that you need to be jealous to be passionate. Like, passion can come out in different ways, right? Like, I I was in a relationship and I had a very jealous boyfriend and I was very unhappy and treated very poorly. That wasn't passion to me. Like, that was toxic. Mm-hmm. I think a level of jealousy in a relationship is good as long as it's healthy jealousy. Like, if you... If you're looking at your partner and Ryan and I have talked about this multiple times, but like when we go out, if I see somebody hitting on Ryan, I'm like, I I think it's awesome. I'm like, that makes him feel good. I'm also like, oh, this is fun. There's a level of respect that Ryan has for me when I'm not there. And then when I am there that like, it's the same amount just so you know, whether you're there or not there. No, no, no. You made it sound like Ryan has this level of respect for me when I'm there. And then he's got this level of respect for me when I'm not there. there, And it's kind of the same, but not like, yeah, he'll go down on a girl, but he'll never have sex with her. I just mean like if, if the flirtation gets to a point where it's like, okay, like this isn't going anywhere. Like, like we, like, let's take a step back. I trust that you do that. And you have the same thing for me. I think that to be jealous of somebody who wants your partner is healthy. I don't think jealousy equals passion. I think those those get really fucked up. And I think that a really jealous relationship is a toxic relationship. So let me reword the question. Do you think that a relationship would be void of passion if there wasn't a degree of jealousy? No, like I don't think you th- that... Do you think they could exist without each other? They're not mutually exclusive. Like they can they can be separate. They don't have to intertwine. See, I, I agree with what you're saying and I'll put a little bit of a twist to it because I don't fully agree with it. I think that for somebody, I look at jealousy, there's degrees to everything. Jealousy has massive degrees. If you're toxically jealous, get a life. Mm-hmm. But if you are, if you see someone who's flirting with your spouse and it doesn't drum up anything. That's a problem. That's a sure. problem for me. Absolutely. And but that's that's where it gets messy, right? Because that doesn't mean there's no like I see what you're saying. I feel like passion is can it can be intertwined with jealousy. It's just I think I might be jaded because I just was in such a very degree, like high degree level of jealousy relationship that I don't like I, to me jealousy is toxicity. It's not passion. And I also agree with you because we talked about this before when we had a little incident last summer, I was really upset with somebody in our inner circle because they she were went down on me. And- no, no. But there was there was an action that was made. I thought it was super disrespectful to me. And Ryan didn't see it that way. 
And you were like, I'm not going to lie. Like this made me feel kind of nice because you were jealous. I was fucking pissed that you like went there. Um, cause it was just really rude. Anyways, I don't want to get into that, but <laughs> I guess we're not over that one yet. Let's <laughs> no, go, let's put that in the quarterly report. <laughs> no, from last year. I think that, um, there does there, you have to have a level of like, Hey, I don't like you do like, that's my person. Right. If you have zero care that somebody is like, I'm going to fuck your, your spouse like that, that's a deeper problem. If you don't, if you have no care in the world and you're like, yeah, go for it. That tells me that you don't really want to be with that person. Right. Like, yeah, I think, I think if you can now there's, there's a world out there that we don't live in. And I have no judgment towards it whatsoever, to be very clear. But there is a world out there where couples share each other with other couples. Yeah. Right. And there's a world out there where inside a relationship or multiple relationships and all of that fun stuff. For me, and we've talked about this, we've talked about the concept of swinging and and like actually on the weekend, we got really intoxicated and had a whole conversation about it. Right. Mm like the idea of could could we as a couple actually allow each other to go into a bedroom with other people whether that was in the same bedroom watching each other or separate bedrooms <laughs> not watching each other and for me the idea of you going into a separate room with another woman is like that's cool the idea of you going into a room with a separate man i i cannot i can't get my head around it mm-hmm. And for me, that's jealousy. Yeah. Like if I really look at it, I'm like, I don't want, if I really do the digging, I don't want another man to pleasure my wife. Mm -hmm. That's all it comes down to. Yeah. So to answer your question, I think it's, I I think it's needed. Jealousy is needed, but jealousy doesn't equal passion. Yeah. Okay. I can get that. I can get on that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me ask you this next question. Okay. (laughs) Which goes in, into the very similar question of passion. Do you think it is healthy or unhealthy for couples to get in arguments? Fight. Healthy. Very healthy. And I think that... Because the myth, the myth is happy couples don't fight. Yeah. And like, I think there just needs to be an asterisk here. It's not that like we're saying you need to argue all the time. Because that's not, I think that it's healthy to have discussions or disagreements. Like we have, I have friends of friends. Actually, we don't know them that well, but <laughs> <laughs> a friend of a friend like told me, what is friends, that from friends of oh, it's, it's the freaky heard, stories, no, like yeah. a friend of a friend of a friend. I heard it yeah, from yeah. a friend of a yeah. friend of mine, hmm. but, um, it's friends spooky, of friends spooky, who we don't know that well, but we met at a party, a birthday party. And there we've met them a couple of times, but their relationship is so like, uh, like Jen, I wouldn't, I don't want to say gentle, but there's no, like, there's no arguments or for lack of a better word, passion. Like if they have a disagreement, I have no idea who you're talking just, about. It's, it's fine. We can talk about it later, but okay. they're like, I know that our friend, our mutual friend has told me that like the wife gets really annoyed because her husband just like agrees with everything, like doesn't want to fight is very docile. Right. And would rather just be like, okay, yeah, you're right. Like there's nothing where it's like, I I like to have these healthy discussions with you because they're also based on a level of respect, but it's good to have like different viewpoints. It's good to have these discussions. I think if you're like 
fucking fighting all of the time, that's a problem. But when we have arguments, like real, real arguments, I think we probably have like two to three big arguments a year. Like, I would agree with that. Right. Like, and we're, we're like pissed and we need to like take a break, collect ourselves and talk. But like, we probably have like little like spiffs once a week where we're, but that's how we flirt too. Like, I feel like we throw shit at each other. Yeah. It's so flirtatious. It is. It Fuck is. you, Ryan. <laughs> oh, she loves me. No, but we do like to banter. Like that is endearing. Yes. That's what I love about you. Right. Even though you're not my soulmate, but like, I do feel like it's endearing to like have that banter, but I do think fighting is a healthy part of relationship, obviously to scale. Like, you need to figure out what you're fighting about as well. The context of the fight are huge. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think fighting is extremely important because I think you don't want to live in a world of echo chambers, mm-hmm. right? Like I agree, I agree, I agree, yeah. I agree. You need to. Wow, you, that was really deep, 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 deep. deep. <laughs> I, 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 I truly believe it's important to have an opinion. Yeah. And if someone has an opinion that's different than yours, I think a healthy debate around that opinion is healthy. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this question and then we'll get off this podcast. It's a two-parter. Do you believe in arguing in front of your kids? Short answer, no. Long answer, depending on the context, yes. I think it's healthy. And I I mean, no, I don't believe you should argue in front of your kids. I think you can have a disagreement or a discussion in front of your kids. Like, this is hard for you because I find that you, when you want to talk about something, you're like, fuck, like I were fucking talking about it right now. And usually the kids are around and I'm like, Ryan, let's table this because the kids hear it. Uh Right. And like, that's not super healthy because we both have like different ways of communicating and it's frustrating, but I do think it's healthy for the kids to see their parents (coughs) work something through, especially with Riley, because she's like, why are you arguing? And like we, when we've been driving up north and we have three hours and like maybe we're having like a disagreement and we cannot escape them, but we're having this conversation and obviously they can hear us. And we're like, Riley, you need to understand like we are not arguing. We are having a discussion and a disagreement, but like we're working through it. I think that's very healthy for your kids. Obviously, you have to have boundaries and you have to set guidelines. We're not swearing at each other. At the end of the day, we're trying to come to a, an agreement about something, whether that's just agreeing to disagree, but it shows them a level of respect, how to speak to your partner. And you don't have to agree with everything they say. That's, that's how I feel. I agree with you. I agree. <laughs> I do. I do. I, I'll, and I, like, I'll just add to your point. It's imperative that if you're going to argue in front of your children, that you have an understanding collectively that it's nothing but respect. There are there are re- ground rules to it. You have to respect your partner. If you're not going to respect your partner in front of your children, don't do that. Yeah. However, if respect is there and if the language is proper and appropriate for the children, like n- choose your room, right? Like read the room. If yeah. it's not an if it's an inappropriate conversation for children to hear, it's inappropriate. However, I find it I, I strongly believe that children need to see their parents work through mm-hmm. a disagreement. You're and, allowed to disagree with someone. You're allowed to have a difference of opinion with someone. How you navigate that conversation teaches them everything. Mm-hmm. They're going to use it in school. They're <laughs> going to use it in their in their relationships. They're going to use it in at, at work. You have to be able to see the two people that you believe the most in not getting along, 
figuring it out and working through it. I believe that's important. I think it also sets them up for like healthy expectations of relationships. Like say they see their parents all like dewy eyed and like never fighting. And then they go into a relationship and they're like, well, my partner hates me because they disagreed with me. Like healthy relationships, healthy relationship Mm -hmm. standards. Like I think it's important. Yeah. Anyway, this has been lovely. We just crushed some marriage myths. Yeah. Found out that Cher and Celine Dion are not the same people. And Ryan doesn't think I'm his soulmate. And soulmates don't exist. Serendipity.